Hi, this is Randy Ayer for the Good Fortune Show. Sorry, I had my mic on mute <laughs> and I just couldn't get it to come on. I kept like touching it and the speaker was still showing cancelled. And how are you? We are into the new year and our producer came on to rescue us. <laughs> It's like, what's happening? And we have Ray Trujillo here for you for the Good Fortune Show. And she's here to bring in your new year with a lot of good fortune, good luck, happiness, everything that is all shiny and sparkles and unicorns and baby dolphins, everything that's really, really nice. And Ritri Hio here is amazing at this. I have been stunned personally by her good fortune energy for years now. I know her for years and I know how she is and I know... The kind of energy that she has, she's just absolutely amazing. Ray, are you here? Hello, yes, and thank you for the introduction. And it, what a wonderful year this is commencing to be. It is. And um, Ray, what, what made you sign off last year? If you remember, we converted the Joyful Manifestation show the last to last time the last to last week into a good fortune show or was it the last week we converted it into the good fortune show and the joyful manifestation show we brought ray on to usher in the new year and then we are following it up with another good fortune show this first week of january and ray what made you want to sign off last year and also continue with the good fortune show this year can you just give us some insight absolutely well it's imperative to i would say continue in the flow of great energy good energy because there's an emphasis with great and good we don't just want to limit it to goodness we want to also extend it into the fortune that exists for all and all those who want to receive it and declare it to be belong to themselves and so continuing with the momentum of good fortune and good and great and all that is wondrous in the energy spectrum of all that is extremely pervasive within and around us and it's an essential element of our life force in order to have these aims so to speak and these goals that we substantiate within our personal realms and what we carry with us that is a very let's say uh, predominant themes in the previous even from the previous day and also into our existing moment of the present and then what we'd like to carry that and extend in the flow of the preceding moments and thereby everything that is sequential thereafter and then we want to always look at the culmination of what we can do with aligning everything energetically and thought-wise and contemplative-wise and in the inner dialogue of ourselves our prayers our manifestations our meditations our exercises on ourselves and what we envision and what we envision for ourselves it's very important to stay in that streamlined momentum and just proceeding forth 
even in a most minute scale, um, little by little, so to speak. And so in the previous, when we had our conjoined uh, session together on uh, right for the New Year's Eve, that was very exciting because merging your joyful manifestation show with the good fortune show, it was extremely much of high vibration and I felt it to be so. And I believe that uh, there are others that would agree with me when I make that statement. Um, But so that's why I decided that it's very important because sometimes in life and if we show up to do the workout, so to speak, right. And then if we don't show up the following day or week and then it turns into a little bit longer that we've actually strayed away from the goals or the energetic stream of that prosperity consciousness in which the realm of the third dimension right those aspects come in and you know that's part of where the negative ego can sabotage our abilities to prosper and to create good fortune and manifest good fortune and so it's important to continue to strategize a certain way and implement even if it's minute or on a grander scale and that's individual to each person of course yet all of us must aim beyond and above the mundane in order to really really continue to self-actualize and create that great energy for ourselves and then continue to live and prosper in that prosperity consciousness and applying that with so much of the dynamics and what is within and what is in the external of our world for each of us. So I I can extend upon that, but I will add though that it is very, very important because this particular timeframe that we're in is the present in the present of now, in this moment. So anyone and everyone, no matter what your goal may be, whatever you're desiring to achieve, or whatever state of consciousness that one would like to step into or to broaden or to perhaps dissuade and minimize anything that is of a negative frequency in which that can be easily at times, um, sometimes even more simply than one realizes, to be eradicated and annihilated from the self because once you allow even more of the prosperous consciousness and the momentum and the vivacity of the optimal frequency that we are all blessed to inherit and we literally can use that and alchemize and transform ourselves to our greatest good even in the present moment now going into the next minute and the next day and the next week and the next month and for the rest of our eternal selves. It's so amazing just to have you talk to all of us and to bring your knowledge and good fortune energy to all of us. And we are so blessed to have you. I know that you personally in your own space, physical, mental space, you bring about so much joy to people you bring amazingness and you love bringing good fortune to people what made you want to get into this well well thank you for that um 
truly, honestly, it's something that's inherent within myself that I truly feel this immense state of bliss. Perhaps it's this permanent oxytocin, dopamine rush, all simultaneously flooding through my system whenever I see a fellow human, a fellow animal, a fellow situation, circumstance, be blessed with, of course, that God answers a prayer, the universe answers a prayer, the spirits that be, the powers that be, that are of the most multidimensional, supernatural, angelic uh, forces, the celestial kingdom, and all of that. When there's a unity and the Holy Spirit transcends upon to anyone that has a pursuit to pursue what is good for them, whatever it may be that they declare is good for them. And so when I witness that in action, there's nothing more fulfilling than observing that. And it's also, let's say, quite infectious in the positive spectrum of the infectious component, because you know, we could even look at the mirror neurons of ourselves and the empathy equation in which when we actually see the observation of perhaps our neighbor completely just made the most monumental decorations or they grew the most beautiful orange tree. I'm just giving little examples. Or they pulled up with their brand new Rolls Royce or their brand new amazing 4x4 truck, whatever it might be. And you see that even in the material spectrum of that, there's an energy in that material spectrum. And sometimes many things that there's goals that are some things that we don't see in the material spectrum, but we see it in the attitudinal space and spiritual space. And we truly can see that even if we don't see the neighbor with the orange orchid uh, trees or the or the orchards and so forth. And even if we don't see the Rolls Royce, or the four by four amazing truck or whatever it might be, even if we don't see the decorations, but when we see our neighbor and there's this glow upon him or she around and there's this nod and there's this knowing that something is in a positive shift within that person. So even if it's on the material realm where we can physically, tangibly see and touch it and embrace it and observe it, or if it's in the other realm in which it's the feeling and in that annotation of, my goodness, there's something, there's a positive shift in that person, and then it makes oneself happy as well. And there's a vast difference between the ego components of the negative sphere of jealousy and envy and so forth. And so it's very imperative that when one is in a frequency of that, that, you know, when you see and you optimize in the goodness of all that is, and in the goodness of all that you observe and that you see and that you exist in, when you come from the atmosphere of love and you come from the atmosphere of just that prosperity consciousness, that's infectious. And so in that mirror neuron, the the empathy, the anything that makes that feel fulfilling, that also you bring that energy back into the self. And then it becomes a mirror of duality in a mirror state. And so it extends and it extends and it extends. And so that's extremely informative for, I would say, anyone to be in that energy field. And so it's also important and a crucial aspect of the elements in which we 
observe and we also reflect upon and that we also want to breathe in and exist in that realm as well. It's something like breathing in good air, pure oxygen, good yes. air. It's something like drinking good water. Nobody wants to actually breathe in polluted air. Nobody actually wants to drink polluted water. Everybody wants to eat good food, drink good water, be in good oxygen, air, blah, blah, blah. So if people want to do that for their bodies, which of course we support, then why wouldn't you want to do that for your energy? Why wouldn't somebody want to constantly be in good energy? Because that's where good flows. It's almost as if God made this universe slash universes. And we're just going to conveniently use the word universe because we want to encompass everything, all galaxies, all universes, everything. We are encompassing everything right here with the word universe. So God made this universe. And it's like he made several layers. And in each layer, he put something. So you know how you go and you go treasure hunting and you discover something. And then it gives you a hint and you go find something else. So in each place, there is something like a gift or some kind of a hint or clue and blah, blah, blah. So what happens is the same way God puts something in each layer of energy and depending on the layer that you're in you're going to get what god has put in that layer and it could be anything from the darkest to dark to the lightest to light and excuse my english if i'm wrong right now anything that you do is like treasure hunt and all you got to do is go treasure hunting so when people go gold mining and they go find a map and, you know, pirates hidden treasure and they go treasure hunting, that's it. They're just trying to find good. It's like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. So God puts something. He puts something in every layer. And depending on the layer that you travel to, you find what he put inside it and that's why we're here on the good fortune show to tell you that there is a layer where good exists and for example let's say somebody is caught up in criminal cases correct and they want that to go away what they need to do is to find that piece of energy that layer of energy where good news about their case slash cases exist. It's simply like that. You can't stay in one layer and keep fighting that layer. You have to travel to a new layer where a new reality that you like exists. And I just want to tell you, you know, because I'm having this thing with my phone and I touch this icon and I put myself on mute when I'm not talking. So if there's a slight delay, please just bear with me. Um, Ray, what do you think about what I said just now? I absolutely agree with you because that's also in a parallelism to the continual shift and the pursuit of the momentum of transcending and the alchemization. And that's all part of that transformational 
state of being and state of thought. And so absolutely, I 100% concur with you because that's truly, truly, truly so essential. Because if we do stick to just one emphasis and one layer, then that's just one dimensional. And so oftentimes I do refer to transcending the third dimensional state of being. And for if I need to elaborate on that for others, if I've um, said too much too quickly in that, I would like to say that the layers in which you're expressing, in which you want to transcend, if someone's in this uh, neurosis of really, like they're really in the depths of solving a, a case, a, a criminal case, let's, it's something like what you mentioned, just referring, and they want to find the good energy as opposed to the adversary in which the darkness always has this personification, right? And so we want to actually go into the triumph of God and the triumph of the Holy Spirit and the seeking the the right mindset in order to transcend any of that which limits the self. And that is when someone does get stuck into one layer. So when one broadens himself truly, no matter what the circumstance, if they're obsessed with a criminal case or if they're involved with solving it and that's their focus and they have to, I'm just using your analogy there, your example to launch from this because I agree with you, but finding the light, well, bringing that light in and then stepping into the light and actually transcending and really, 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 truly existing and creating that light. Because once that light starts to grow, once that good fortune of light starts to grow and glow and emanate, it expands and expands and expands. And therefore, once that continual state of expansion starts to overwhelm the darkness, then there's no shadow that can be created. And so uh, one of the obstacles that you know, people can find at times uh, is truly transcending the obstacles, whether whatever it might be, is to define the obstacle, even if it's one obstacle, and any of the inhibitions that are within safe measure, and to truly align with the room for the invitation to the good fortune, to the auspicious component of God's blessings, to make room for that alignment in the self that you are a child of God, you are a child of the universe. And so, of course, there's always going to be room for goodness to be in that prevalent state of being. And so it always, it is the notion that goodness always prevails. And, and that's also in the mindset of the, some of the greatest teachers of the world that it's in the attitudinal adjustment of places. So when you're living and breathing in the component of the great energy transference of all that is as most positive as humanly possible in those moments, then the body, the mind, the spirit body starts to truly, truly assimilate and condition itself into oh, that feels really good, as opposed to the contrary of that, where that doesn't feel so good, but I'm so used to being in a lower vibration. But once it feels so good within the self, it almost becomes, in a beautiful formulaic way, something that creates this reward system within the self, where that felt really good. What shall I do next? Where shall I posit my energy next? That felt really great when I went into that meditative state. 
when I went into that prayerful state, when I went into that yogic state, when I went into that prayerful affirmative state, and I asserted what I wanted, I asserted my dreams, my goals, my visions, I asserted that I wanted to make a billion dollars this year, I asserted I wanted to get that raise, I asserted I wanted to make, you know, the biggest success for myself and my family or to create anything that is of virtue and of complete significance to my my realm of those that are around me and in society and so forth. So whatever it may be, but when those goals are positioned a certain way and when one steps in and they surpass the fear component and the negative ego component that truly does sabotage, they go into the state of bliss and then it's just this encapsulation of this perpetual positivity and it does shift a great deal. And then that becomes even more infectious, infectious, infectious. So the layers that you're speaking of, um, that's when you literally will have the entire spectrum can be completely possible to be, you know, inherent of all that is of beautiful positivity and magic and good fortune and God's blessings. So, yes, that's ultimately, um, I definitely agree with what you stated. To Ray, finding that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, being the person who can find it, being the person who has double rainbows in the sky, <laughs> kind of <laughs> hanging around each other, being that person who's lucky, being. So the word being is a state of, again, beingness. <laughs> How would you existence. how would you existence? Thanks so much with the word. Ray, being the person who is lucky, not constantly having to deal with issues. For example, remember Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew, Alfred Hitchcock, Hitchcock. All mm -hmm. of these people, they lived in realities where there were constant problems and they constantly had to solve it. Yes, they were yeah. detectives. That was a personality, but Ray, what would you say about being a lucky person vis-a-vis -vis being somebody who has to constantly face problems? <laughs> well, I'll be I'll be happy to answer that, and I I love your um, let's say examples because I have much to say upon that. So, when you have the Nancy Drew, so to speak, and the genius of Alfred Hitchcock, in which. You know, he was inspired by Edgar Allan Poe, and I could go on and on about that as well. But and Sherlock Holmes and so forth. The archetype of the detective, the lucky detective that keeps solving and that is truly unparalleled, where it's like the Columbo, the detective Columbo, right? And all of those dynamics. The one critical juncture that one must really look upon is that the one common denominator that transcends all the other critical junctures upon many people is that in that element of their archetype, they all possess this extreme discernment with wisdom and also the critical thought process and integration of that critical thinking dynamic. And that has a great deal to do with good fortune because as you were speaking, somebody who finds the gold at the end of the rainbow and or they have double rainbows around them a lot of it is the ultra consciousness and where no stone is left unturned 
and that everything is literally discerned with complete wisdom or in that pursuit of that discernment applied with the wisdom that I would say is ultra wisdom with ultra discernment and also applying the critical thinking. And when someone might think of critical thinking, they might think critical, oh, that's a critical, but truly critical thinking is on the high resolution um, state of being in which you truly are in the observation mode. You're also stepping outside of your own oscillatory viewpoints of things and what you observe and what you see beyond the scope of just what's right in front of you. You look beyond what's right in front of you. You look above, you look below, you look into the side and to the left, to the left, to the right and so forth. And it's vacillating. So you're in this complete openness. And that's the variation is that the openness leads to wonderment and openness energetically when one is open and transcending limitations right and they're transcending inhibitions within safe measure they're transcending all of those let's say one-dimensional thoughts even three-dimensional thoughts they're transcending that and applying that and that is how they those individuals or archetypes those characters that uh, you know hitchcock's created and the nancy drews and the colombo character and sherlock holmes so to speak all of those components do lead up to the aspect of that undefeated unparalleled and how is that person so lucky that they win every case how is it so lucky and so much of good fortune that they literally find the missing key or they dive to the bottom of the ocean and they find that pearl it it just they happen to be at the right precise longitude latitude and had enough airway to breathe in the sustenance to create that and find it i'm just giving an example how that extends but that is the tenacity and that is the evolution of the tenacity within the spirit, within the self, and with that openness and to create the vastness of such potential that the optimism. So you apply critical thinking with optimism, openness, and you transcend what is logical because logic is important. Yes, but sometimes we have to transcend what is logical at times to see that we can receive our good fortune to see that we can find and create and maintain and literally grow with it when we do behold it. Once we grasp our good fortune, how do we respect it? How do we have responsibility with it? How do we make that good fortune grow and take it to the next level, take it to beyond that initial level? So much is substantiated with that in the I would say the compulsory thoughts of, okay, well, I achieved this, I have this now, I won my case, or I solved that mystery, or I found the Tahitian pearl at the bottom of the Arctic Ocean, just give an example, or I found that ruby in, you know, in the in the mines that is like, wow, this is amazing. However, what is next? What is next with that? So in the prudency of things, and then also just to create the openness. And then that expands and that expansive thought and the mastery of that manifestation, the mastery of applying the critical thinking, the logic, and also transcending the logic to otherworldly realms that I could say you could, one could touch with God, the Holy Spirit, 
Lakshmi consciousness, Christ consciousness, all of that combined, universal consciousness. Um, but that's also where you get the the feeling and you go with that intuition and you go with where you're being led. So absolutely, that would be a definite common denominator amongst all of those people and characters you mentioned. And is that they're transcending the the inner limits and proceeding into the outer limits of themselves and thereby acquiring that good fortune in anything they do. So that's one part of it where they're a great detective and they're a great lawyer and they win cases because of all of the qualities that you mentioned, Ray. But what about if people don't want to keep solving things, even if they're lucky in solving them, but they want to they just don't want that role of having to keep solving and solving and solving. So what I was also saying is that being stuck and constantly solving, even if, you know, because of the good qualities that you mentioned, they win. But to even transcend that is to go to a new layer where those cases don't exist, where they're just lucky and having a career that, they love where they don't have to keep solving things unless, you know, they uh, they have the bent of mind to want to keep solving things. But ultimately, at some point, right, people do want something else for themselves. And that means going to a new layer where you wouldn't even have to be required to solve that, where you would have a complete disappearance of those situations and mysteries and people can live a new life, a new reality. It's just like somebody who probably went to war many times and because of all the qualities that you mentioned, correct? They were really successful and they won every war and they came back. But maybe they no longer want to go to war. Maybe they want to live in a new layer of where they're doing something that they completely enjoy, painting, art, singing, producing music, movies, anything that they want to do. What do you, what do you say to those people, Ray, where they just don't want to keep solving it, but they just want to have a new reality altogether you know i actually really do agree with what you just said that the, the those people i'm going to speak of this that there's some subsets to what you just asked me that i believe is very important that i must mention to anyone out there who does feel this way that they're in this place of i can do it myself uh and then i'm going to just do it myself forever and then suddenly they just don't want to do that anymore and they just want to truly just be free and be in this let's say existence for themselves let me just declare this that at times when you're a good person and when you're really good at what you do and you're so amazing and everything you do is just unparalleled and it's as if one is a legend in anything that they do, right? And important things, very critical things. And that can take a, a great deal of, let's say, pressure, and that's an understatement. But let me just say that oftentimes people who are extremely good at what they do do not realize that they're actually worthy of something for themselves in which um, it's I would say that that they're more susceptible to feeling guilty, okay? And susceptibility to feeling guilt and where when guilt can be weaponized against the individual. And so this is when that 
I would say they have to transcend any of that guilt of that, you know, I do deserve, like you were mentioning, to go paint. I do deserve to just quit solving problems I've done and I've paid my dues and I'm finished and I've contributed to society. I've been successful. Now I just want to live my life for myself, my family, my children, my dogs, my cats, my birds, and my garden. I just want to paint. I just want to maybe take up chess or learn how to ski or anything, right? And so at times when you have certain individuals that are, I would say, engineered a certain way where they're always in service to others and always in this dutiful state where they have all these magical abilities, and it just is so much in this qualification of that they're making the world a better place and they're solving problems and they're great at what they do and there's only one of them. And if they're not teaching someone else how to become that way or how to utilize, here's their you know top secrets. Uh, and But at the same time, that person deserves to have a break and that person must not give in to any part of, I would say, the forces of anything that is in the demeaning place of where maybe someone might say to them, oh, well, uh, and cause them a guilt reinforcement. And, you know, good people are truly can be susceptible to anything that is in the notion of, okay, well, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm solving problems. So I need to keep solving problems. And then when what you say is important, is it very important to, process for the person because there are disadvantages at times to having that place of that there's only a place of so much where perfectionism has a place to where it starts to recede because that's the burnout so i can you know but basically you want to just maintain your good fortune and transfer that good fortune transfer it from that you are so highly effective at problem solving and winning every case to now you're transferring your good fortune and the good fortune you gave to others. Now you're putting it back into yourself, which is what God always wants us to do after you've served. Now let God serve you and give the participation to literally go to the, go to Tahiti, go to have, enjoy your, a hammock, uh, have a, a, you know, a nice little mango Mai Tai thing or whatever, um, you know, eat a nice little avocado salad bowl and just watch, you know, the sunshine, watch, you know, the sunset, just enjoy yourself. So yes, but there's a transference of that. So that's very important for people to do, to truly know and to know that it's totally worth it to them, that they're worthy of transferring their good fortune back to themselves. Yes. So we want to say this to everybody out there, no matter what your life has been like, and maybe somebody was victorious or maybe non-victorious or unvictorious, whatever it is. So they can, they can do something for themselves now and they can transfer their good fortune to themselves. And it's completely okay to do that. Example, a president of a country might be struggling with something for ages and, Oh, he wants to make the country better. He wants to make the country better and the guilt and, Knowing that he is blessed, he could be blessed with good fortune because God gave it to him because of who he is. But he may not be able to get everybody in line with him and transfer that good fortune to everybody because everybody has their own personal karma. A group of people have their personal karma. A country has its personal karma. So there is 
where there is a point where somebody could transfer that good fortune onto themselves, have an island, enjoy yourself, be free of all of the burdens. We're saying if you want to continue to do it, go ahead and do it. But you're just like Sherlock Holmes or Nancy Drew or Hardy Boys constantly solving cases. But if you want to step out of that reality and be happy for yourself because you've been lucky in life and that you can't force everybody at the same time to be as lucky as you, then that's quite okay. Right, Ray? Would that, is that what you would say? Oh, absolutely. And in, in fact, um, it's very important that it to further add to that because truly, though, when there's people that are just always wanting to make everything better, making everything really nice for someone else, making something very beautiful for someone else, making someone better, making someone healed, maybe making someone uh, their, their energy, their, whatever their area might be of expertise in any capacity, even um, as far as let's say when you mention a president of a country and everything in the karma of those individuals and the karma of the country and so forth. When you take all of that and you combine it, and then you go into the personal state of the individual, whenever there is an individual that happens to have a grand sense of their, their victory, like you spoke of, right. And, or like what you're saying with non-victory and they want victory and vice versa. And they're really trying to transmute and assimilate. One thing is that it is very common as an injunction upon ourselves to atone for, to basically come to terms with maybe when we have privilege of any sort. If I have 10 avocados and someone has five avocados, by default, I have a privilege that I have five more than the person who has five. But then with a correlation of the karma that was attributed, or perhaps I planted more seeds that season, or perhaps that someone else gave me extra five avocados, right? And so, but just by that default that I have that privilege of having 10 avocados. And who is to say that I don't deserve to have that advantage? So what do I do with that? And truly in the happenstance of just being in that, let's say, time and and in that opportune moment in which I acquired the good fortune of having 10 avocados. How do I justify that I have 10 avocados? How do I justify that when my neighbor has five and I have 10? And so thereby one thing to declare is that, you know, I'm living in my basic um, optimal self and that any guilt cannot transcend that. And I'm truly, truly in my maximal beneficial state and I have more to offer others if needed and so forth, but you must treat it as a gift because treat any of the good fortune that anyone does behold and what they're entering into beholding very soon with their good fortune, treat it all as a gift and do not feel as if you do not deserve to have it because it is a gift. And when we live an ethical life and we literally live in that, the nobility and the fundamental state of that that's a privilege in itself. So when you're in this place of this concurrent prosperity with abundance, with the majesty of the most positive energetic spectrum to live in and breathe in and exist within, and 
it's just around you and you're praying for it constantly or you're meditating for it constantly you're you're chanting for it constantly and you've brought those extra 10 avocados to your plate literally you have it in a beautiful basket well you deserve those 10 avocados right you deserve x y and z you deserve whatever it may be that's presented to you so there's also in the deservance of taking a time out to pause, to rest, to restore, and to do what is really, truly meaningful for yourself. Because after you've planted all these seeds for everyone else out there, and you're really great at doing that, you're really good at you know, growing a garden for everyone else, and now it's time for you to truly just look within, see what's really important to you, and that you can have and continue to live and bask in that good fortune for yourself, because that is the supreme essence of the existence. Because if you are not reaping the rewards of what you have sown, then truly at the end of the day, what is by definition the sum of your happiness? And giving and being plentiful and helping others and being purposeful is extremely rewarding. But then you've given everything away and you've done that. And then you have looked within yourself as what makes me personally happy? What What is my aim? What is my aim for my personal abundance? What? How can I solve the mystery of myself now? So that's very important for everyone to truly look and not feel in that component of making atonements for the privilege of that they've worked a really beautiful and vigilant, lovely life in the service of others. Now it's to serve themselves as God and the universe would want it to be. And also understanding that we can't keep pushing for everybody else because everybody is a unique soul. Of course, we're all connected, you know, in the level of the all, but we're here with our own fortune, personal fortune and our own personality and attributes. We've become who we are today because of who we are and what we were born with and what we did, who we are. And you cannot keep struggling for everybody else. It's almost like Christ carrying the cross for everybody else or something happening to Christ, we don't want to use the word here, because of the sins of others. And today we're saying it's completely okay to enjoy your particular good fortune because God gave it to you. God gave it to you to enjoy. If God gives you an apple or a mango or an orange, well, you know, God gave it to you and it's perfectly fine to eat it and enjoy that God gave it instead of giving it away and saying, oh, my God, I feel guilty because God gave me this orange and apple and mango. But God did not give others. But God, when I say God, the all, whatever it is that you think of, God gave it to you because God knows your positives and negatives. And God knows all your karma and your attraction factor, everything that you're built into. And it's given by God to you. We're not saying you need to be ungenerous here. We're not trying to make that statement. So we're not talking about people who do charity and generosity and all of that. But we're talking to those people who feel that they 
have been given much more than others and why should they have so much and why should they continue to enjoy while others don't well you need to understand that if you do believe in a god then god does know about everything and everybody and it's okay to be fortunate and today we want you all to release um you know i did pranic healing and there you're supposed to release poverty consciousness so you release it and you throw it away from you and you throw away all the negativity and you allow yourself to be even more fortunate allow yourself in always to be really really fortunate and to be in the layer of energy with us here with ray and me and the joyful manifestation show and the good fortune show and you know certainly sign up for our membership it's hardly $2.99 a month but we're just saying choose your energy carefully and don't be misguided and thinking that oh my god you have too much really anything that you want to say well absolutely what you just mentioned is very imperative because um i'm just going to speak in this terminology for just a moment because this is adding to what you expressed about Christ and so forth and so you know when Jesus took up the cross he took it up for everyone so to speak and so we do not need to take that on because he made that ultimate sacrifice for everyone and so god always wants us because we are his children to be the most if happy abundant and in full of the prosperity because the job that was most crucial was done for us already so each person out there and there's like you said i'm just going to say like what you said this is not about people that are doing charities and so forth this is just the individual self those people who are so kind and they have this mindset and they feel guilty for having 10 avocados as opposed to their neighbor having 5 right and so there's a natural proclivity within good people okay to possess this conscientious notion towards that they feel in a sense almost as if they are maybe they feel bad they feel guilty they're apologetic so please do not feel apologetic of your virtues anyone out there that feels that way because god did want you and blessed you to work hard to achieve this with your karma your good luck whatever it wants to call it god wants everyone and to be in the most opine place of themselves where they opine to just go after whatever it is that they want that's within a beautiful meritorious reason of course but in the place of when the self feels guilty and those good people who have a natural proclivity to have that conscientious state of being overly feeling oh i'm i'm just privileged in so many senses well that's because you know you have created a privilege for yourself by your own hard work by your own let's say resiliency and tenacity and discipline and all of that combined with great karma and with great fortune that's for you and what you do to transcend feeling apologetic or feeling uh, let's say um weaponized by any guilt or accusations from other people let's say 
what you do is you truly just live your life as ethically as you can. And you live it with the most joy and you spread that joy and you truly just maximize everything around you and for other people within reason, because there's a place and time in which like Sugandhi was mentioning that, yes, you know, there are moments where someone really does have something more than someone else in one component. Maybe someone else has more than that person. If we have mangoes, oranges, apples, right. And avocados and God says, please enjoy this. I gave this to you and, you know, and so forth. So there is a component there. So I definitely agree with what you speak of. And just it's a call to one's virtue and nobility and the fundamental sense of that, you know, there's a synergy that exists and a collaboration in which there's a flow. And so we are positing the flow in that conscientious stream of magic and positivity and to remind those that please do not feel in the negative sense of the word if you might have more than another it's what you do with it it's how you hold the responsibility with certain things so if i'm responsible with my 10 avocados and maybe you know god gave me this because of x y and z and someone gave me a few more and whatnot um but if i have a you know neighbor that has the five then there's a time and a place to literally call upon the self and then you basically your heart knows what to do and so but do not feel guilty for having any sort of an extra sense of privilege in any capacity in any state of being because all of us are blessed with something more and all of us are blessed with something else to balance out that so Someone could be phenomenal in math, and I might excel in medieval literature, let's just say. Um, but then one day we need to kind of have a meeting of the minds, and I need major help with trigonometry, let's say, and they need help with, you know, the 1400s. And I'm able to help, and they're able to help me, and voila, we have something amazing, right? So there's a time and a place for the ver- convergence to occur. And Ray, I was watching this serial, the soap, where Goddess Lakshmi is helping her devotees. And there is this god of misfortune who's trying to bring a particular devotee down. And Goddess Lakshmi goes to bat. She supports her devotee. And the reason that she gives is because this devotee has my spark in her. So she is me in human form. She has my spark and I am obligated. It's my duty to go to bat for her. I am going to bring her back into good fortune while the God of misfortune is busy, you know, bringing Lakshmi's devotee down. Basically not everybody. So let's say the God of misfortune try to destroy someone else. He might succeed. But when the goddess of fortune is supporting somebody because she has her spark, then that person is fortunate. And that person is fortunate because she has the spark of goddess of fortune with her, inside her, in her energy, whereas someone else may not. 
So recognizing that, oh my God, I'm in good fortune energy or that I can attract more or that I'm a fortunate person, it's an affirmation. And you're bringing the goddess of fortune to you even more, even more. What do you say, Ray? And of course, you know, we're approaching the end of the show. We will end very soon. But Ray, anything that you would like to add? We still have a few minutes, though. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And, and that is very, very true with the spark within the self. And with the goddess Lakshmi amplifying that spark that is within the devotee. And, you know, truly the kingdom of God is within us. The treasures of God is within us. And so when we have that divine spark and we have that affinity towards that, I would also say again, the proclivity for goodness and the proclivity for enhancement and also striving towards something that is bigger than ourselves in which at the time it might seem bigger than ourselves until we become and approach upon it ever closer and closer. And then we grasp it in our hands and we actually behold it. And then we self-actualize and truly realize that, wow, this is completely possible. This is achievable. And what is my next goal? What is my next aim? And that is the beautification of the self and that desire mentality of manifestation and auspiciousness because that magnetizes even more and so that spark the divine spark within the self it has room to grow and grow and grow and it purifies all that might be of a lower vibrational source it purifies misfortune it purifies destruction it purifies as it rebuilds anything that may have happened prior so, and that can happen at any moment's notice. That can happen as long as one identifies and then asks upon it and begins to live in it and breathe in it and literally walk amongst and with the energy of that greatness, thereby assimilating and it becomes into that self. Therefore, that person becomes their great living example of their greatness that they've always been. They're just now finding out in that moment through that divine spark, through that divinity, through that notion, and literally the mirror of the greater consciousness, the mirror of God that, wow, I am in my greatness now. I've been great. Now I'm in my greatness now. And that is something else that people can declare if they like. Um, in addition to that, um, but it is of the diligence and the virtue of each that is respective to the person's outlook and their perspective, of course, in which they want to apply and let that magnification occur and become a vessel and just live in the atmosphere of love and greatness with good fortune on the mind and in the spirit body. Ray, like I said, we're at the end of a show and we will be signing up soon. But I wanted to say, you know, right now I'm in a town and I chose this town. I traveled towards this town. I'm not saying this is my permanent home, but we took a home here too, <laughs> in addition <laughs> to other places. And in this town, people leave their front doors open. You walk along the street you walk on the street and everybody's front door is open. Of course, they have kind of something like a mosquito screen protector and that's it. And that's also loosely shut. Everybody's door 
is open in this town. People are not scared. Now, it's not that this town is thinly populated. It's pretty thickly populated. But there is a temple at the end of this street. And then there's a temple at the end of the other side of the street. So every street has a temple on each side. And everybody's doors are open. You can literally walk into anybody's door without ringing a bell. You can just walk into their house and start talking. And they're going to offer you, you know, tea or coffee or snacks or whatever it is. This is their mindset. And obviously, if there were bad things happening, they would be locking their doors. But there is nothing bad happening. There's good fortune all around. So, Ray, what do you say? We take all of this good fortune to the new year? Yes, absolutely. And what you're describing seems to be like this collective, beautiful karmic consciousness of respect for others and living in so much good fortune manifestation energy that there's no need or want for anything outside of the self, if that makes sense. So that's a beautiful, beautiful example you just shared in the living truth of what you're experiencing. So thank you for sharing that. And yes, absolutely. Apply and magnify for the self going into the remainder of this year and basically the the present moment and the future self and transcending any of the previous obstacles and truly transcending any of the previous inhibitions because right now is the present moment for each and every one of us in which we can optimize all of our grand potential for the most prosperous aspects of ourselves, for our finances and our, for our health and for our family goals and social goals and so forth. And so just declaring that into the ethers for everyone, that everyone is in their momentum of greatness and walking in their greatness to become even greater in their self-actualization now. And so we're at the end of a show. This is Ray Trujillo and Sugandhi Ayer signing off for the Good Fortune Show. We will meet again next Friday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for the Joyful Manifestation Show. So please remain tuned to the good fortune that can flow in your life. Thank you and have a wonderful rest of the day and a fantastic 2023.